Welcome to the Healthy You Podcast. My name is Dawn Funk, and each week, along with special guests, we are going to help you take ownership of your health by equipping you with wellness wisdom. Be sure to check out my website at dawnfunk.com for additional resources. All right, let's get started, friends. Welcome, everybody, to the Healthy You Podcast. I am your host, Don Funk, coming to you live down here in sunny Florida. And uh, I'm so excited to bring you another episode of just helping you take ownership of your health. And we've got an amazing guest today. Um, her name is Daniela Wolf. And I was just commenting, um, if you're watching this, she's got awesome hair. So if you're listening to the podcast, you might want to watch the YouTube version because she's got a cool haircut and I, I love her color. Uh, but anyways, we're going to be talking today about self-care strategies for stress management. And guys, this is such a hot topic right now. Um, I think a lot of people are functioning with high levels of stress and she is going to equip and empower you with some great strategies um, to help you in that area. But before we dive in, I want to just read a little bit about Daniela so you can get a just handle on who we're talking with today and why she is so awesome. So she helps working moms ditch the guilt and overwhelm and productively manage daily tasks with ease and create time for self-care every day. And that right there, I know that's a lot of people like, I don't have time. Well, Danielle is going to help you make time. She has been and I forgot to ask you about this, Daniela, so I want you to jump in. She has been an LMSW for 26 years. Tell me what that acronym is. I'm called. a licensed master social worker. Perfect. Thank you so much. So <laughs> she's been a, okay, LMSW for 26 years, focused on self-care, stress management skills, mindfulness, relationships, parenting, and managing all the chaos of life. She is also a working mom of two. And I'm blown away that you've been doing this for 26 years because you look like you're in your 20s. So <laughs> I'm now processing that. Um, and if you haven't written a book yet, Daniela, you need to because this is just such, oh, such a great topic. Her mission is to empower women to prioritize themselves on their to-do lists and learn the strategies to make over their daily life. And I probably shouldn't let you see this, Daniela, but this is my desk right now. Okay. Yeah. 5,000 to-do lists on it. So, and even on my no judgment, my desk isn't much better. <laughs> Sometimes that's the easiest way to find everything is keep it all right in front of me. <laughs> I know. Right. So I'm sitting here going, I need this podcast more than ever, but before we dive in today, please just share a little bit more about who, about you, who you are on a personal level. And then we'll dive in uh, to the topics today. Well, thank you so much, Don, for that great introduction. Like you said, my name is Daniela. I've been a high school social worker for the last 23 years. I've been doing social work for 26. I'm a mom of two. Um, they're a bit older now, but when they were younger, about four years old and six months, I went through a divorce and I was a single working mom trying to do all the things and realizing I was irritable. I was snapping. I was distressed and burnt out. And that was not the mom I wanted my kids to know. That was not the person I knew I could be. And I had this moment during this horrible storm we were having, I was trying to like, whatchamacallit, um, bucket water out of my sump pump so that it didn't flood and things like that. And I was like, I can't keep doing this all. I need help. I need to change. I needed to do something different. So I started, you know, taking the time to go to the gym and using the childcare. 
asking for help, implementing a gratitude practice. It was back when Oprah was doing her, you know, three favorite things every day. And I started super small, you know, my favorite thing was my banana smoothie. The sun was out that day, focusing on these little moments throughout my day and gradually started making these changes. And, you know, I just thought it was just me. I'm doing my thing. I'm taking yoga, doing workout classes and spinning and not realizing, you know, the more I talked about it, the more I started doing these things, not only did I become a different person, my kids and I got to know each other in a different way over time as I did activities that I used to enjoy. I started golfing again. I started knitting again. You know, they got to know me as a person and not just as the person who cooked and cleaned and shuttled them around, as well as I even started to get feedback from just friends, you know, they would send me texts like, hey, I stopped in red today instead of running errands because of something I said. Hey, I decided to buy the shoes or do something different for myself. Because, you know, as moms, we spend so much time investing in our family, giving to everybody else and not really taking that time for us. And I realized, you know, it wasn't just about me, you know, taking care of me impacted the people I loved and cared about in so many ways. I showed up differently to work you know, um, all these different areas. And I found that, you know, the women that I talked to, it's almost like we needed that validation of permission that this was a good thing to do, that this was okay to do. And that, you know, we weren't being selfish. We weren't taking away from our families. And I don't think we talk about it enough from a constructive and holistic standpoint. You know, I think self-care a lot of times can be kind of bottled up and cliched into this indulgent spa days, nicety kind of thing versus this is a necessary kind of thing. This is essential as eating, sleeping, brushing our teeth. So that's kind of my story, a little bit where I stand. I love to oh, hike and travel, <laughs> you know. Yes, no, I love that. How old are your things. kids today? Tell me. They are 21 and 16. Okay, awesome. I only so asked- It's definitely been a journey. You know, this yeah. is not overnight, but I, you know, can cite examples of where the changes that I started to make, my kids started to not only see, but also practice, you know, for themselves and learn. This is how they learn to take care of themselves. If we don't show them, where are they going to figure it out? How are yeah. they going to know that that's important and that they're important and a priority just as much as their jobs and their schoolwork and everything else? That's so good. Oh my gosh. I love your energy. And, uh, you know, you hit a couple things that I believe in so much too, and that is the little wins lead to the big wins, right? And so you didn't do all of these things overnight. It was kind of the small daily changes that you made over time that have led you to just this place of peace. You know what I mean? I just, your aura, you just have this peacefulness about it, you. And it's not perfection. Yeah. I'll definitely state right. that because I think that's assumed too, you know, it means I don't get upset or my days go great. No, but I have you know, like you said, that piece to kind of be able to roll through it differently. When we talk about balance, that's definitely a part of it. Yeah, no, I remember years and years ago when I was a teacher, because I was in that perfection mode. And I read a book by Anna Quinlan. It's a little short book, but it's called um, On Being Perfect. And she totally just like helped me realize like, there's no such thing as perfection. Like it just yeah. doesn't exist. And so I think that's so, so good. So gosh, thank you so much for that great introduction. And, you know, and I'm a big believer too. Like it is not selfish to take care of ourselves. In fact, right after we're done filming this, I'm going to take <laughs> off my clothes and go ahead down to the beach. You know, we, um, last year I lived up in Ohio and we decided, you know what, 
we want to live by the ocean. You know, the ocean is like my happy place. And it's the place that I can have great self-care, get my toes in the sand. And so I have to be intentional about every day, like setting aside that time to do something for me. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I love that you're a huge promoter of that. So let's dive right in. Um, And I know you've kind of already touched on this, but let's just be really specific with people. What is self-care? And then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, like I said, I think sometimes it gets kind of cliched into spa days, bubble baths, girls getaways, massages. And even though that's a part of it, those those are big things. And to say you're going to take an hour once a week and it's going to last all week, that's kind of like going to the gym for an hour and thinking you're going to lose five pounds. It doesn't work that way. It's about intentional things that you integrate throughout your entire day. And so self-care involves everything from the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you move, the way you connect with others, the way you think about money, the way you dress, the way you decorate and organize your home. Like these are all things that can make up part of your self-care. And so when you come at it with that intentionality, even if it's your morning coffee, or I like to share, you know, like I love air pop popcorn. And so standing there for those couple of minutes and like smelling it and feeling the warmth of the popper, that's my self-care. Like that's, you know, aromatherapy and it combines senses and all those moments. So you can fit in self-care several times throughout your day. It can be three minutes here, five minutes there. Maybe you do get a half hour to go do something or, you know, self-care doesn't have to be isolating or alone. Self-care can be done with your family with your friends, you know, laughter is a big part of self-care. And so you integrate all these things throughout your day and you, you know, have that gratitude of appreciating those things. And that's what builds that practice throughout your day that helps you handle those moments. Then when life happens, things come up, you know, life gets upended in a different way and you have that composure and peace to handle it in a different way. I always joke, you know, I was teaching my daughter to drive a couple of weeks ago and Self-care is what kept me from losing it many of those times when I was searching for the imaginary break, <laughs> hoping, you know, she'd slow down or things like that. You know, it's those moments that how we respond is impacted by our self-care. It's how we show up and it's how we feel. And when we feel differently, we act differently. Mm. So if we know we feel like, okay, I've taken some time and now I can be present, you're not going to respond irritably, disconnected or unmotivated. Gosh, this is so good. I'm taking so many notes. Thank you. Well, and like you said, it's such a great point. Like when we feel differently, then we can act or react differently. Right. And so same thing. I mean, so I was telling you before the podcast, I just got back from Alaska and I was there seeing my oldest son. He's in the army and he's stationed in an army base out there. And like the old stressed out Dawn back when I was raising four kids and teaching and juggling all the things, like I was very snappy too. And it's just similar to you. Like I had this, like, for me, come to Jesus moment where I'm like, I don't want this to be my life anymore. And it was on my oldest daughter's birthday, but anyways, but fast forward, like you, I've put a lot of intentionality into my life. I put a lot of self-care into, you know, just my routine as well. And so when we went to Alaska, it was like, we were crammed in this car. And of course, kids are fighting and all, you know, all the things, but how I reacted and responded, I was like, I am so proud of you, Don Funk of, you know, I'm 51 now, Don Funk of 51, who's more mature and just, you know, again, but I think it's because I'm calmer. I've, I've, put into practice, you know, some of these things you talked about. And 
you know, like the little things. I love waking up in the morning and going out first thing. And, you know, that's when I have kind of my prayer time and I listen to the birds. Mm-hmm. It's like just listening to birds, you know, that to me is part of my self-care time. So like you said, it doesn't have to be this extravagant spa day, although I'm not against oh, I love those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love me some spa days, but, but yeah, I love that. So you've just helped people understand that you don't have to have money or, you know, or even tons of time to implement mm-hmm. self-care, like you sharing about your air pop, you know, your popcorn and just breathing it in and smelling it and just being in that moment. That was so good. I love that. So, all right, well, awesome. Well, let's move on to the second question. So, you know, what are some, uh, you know, tips, strategies that people can, and I know we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but how can those listening start to integrate self-care into their days? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very individual thing. It can look different for each person every single day, but to kind of start small, start super simple, because anything that's hard and complicated, you're not going to stick with and you're not going to do. And so one of the areas I always start people off with, it's going to sound so basic, but it is so transformational, is just setting a timer on your phone for a minute. Set it like three or four times, even five times throughout your day. So you get a one minute break five times throughout your day to take some deep breaths and to have some water. And just that alone, five minutes of deep focused breathing, you might you know, do the shoulders shrug up and relax down, taking deep breaths and just being present for one minute can feel super long because I think we're so used to hopping on our phone when we have our free second, always checking this, doing that, but just focusing on our breathing and then having some water, you are going to decrease your stress levels, increase your cortisol, you know, increase your hydration, which helps you to think better and make better decisions. And there's a snowball effect just from that one little practice five times. So it's five minutes a day, but you can expand it, you know, from there. And that alone is like a first simple step. Your phone goes off, you take a break, and then you keep going. And you'll start to see a difference as you practice these little things. And you can, you know, just even the pride you get of like, oh my gosh, I did it. You know, that accomplishment again, you feel different, you show up different, and it starts to begin that momentum leading towards those next steps of things you want to add, whether it's movement, you know, I always tell people like, there's four minute hit videos. If you want something intense, there's 10 minute yoga videos. You know, you can always find a couple minutes here and there, go for a walk outside. You know, if it's cold where you are at that time, I always take like, you know, the long way back from the bathroom, if I'm at work or things like that, find those moments to just take for you. You stack them throughout your day. And that's how you begin your practice because it is a practice. Yeah, that's so good. The stacking of it. Well, and I'm a big just believer and just, you know, doing things that we can to help build our confidence, because I think a lot of people that's an area that they struggle with and, you know, self-care. I mean, that's something again, that you could be crushing your confidence because you're like, I never get time. You know, I can't make time for it. But like you said, these small wins can help kind of stack that confidence. And I love your strategy of setting those reminders on your phone, um, one minute breaks, you know, and I, I don't know, just in the last couple of years, like I, I love to, when I do the breathing, I love like the lavender oils. I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever work in any yeah. oils, but just even like, and I have all kinds of different scents, but even just like sniffing, you know, one of those oils or something. Um, when I was going through uh, breast implant illness years ago, 
and dealing with a lot of anxiety and things like that, that was a practice that just kind of helped calm me down was smelling yeah. those oils. But, uh, but what a great tip, what a great strategy. And, and you're so right. Like so many people are dehydrated and, and they're tired and they don't realize it's actually because they're dehydrated. They're just not yeah. getting enough water. So especially first thing in the morning, they say you've gone, you know, potentially seven to eight hours without drinking anything right. You start off the day dehydrated, you yep. know, so to start yep. with a glass of water, as well as just that habit stacking, you know, from James Clear Atomic Habits yes, is so important. Part. I saw this Pilates instructor, she talked about doing squats while you're brushing your teeth. You yep. know, if you have to go grocery shopping, park at the far spot so that you're yep. walking, you know, yeah. into the store. And like you yeah. said, notice the birds, notice those right. things around you. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I love you gave a plug for James Clear's book, uh, Atomic Habits, life-changing book. You guys, if you've not mm -hmm. read it, um, phenomenal. So awesome. Okay. So now we're going to move on to the B word, but it's, yeah. not, it's not a bad word, uh, but I mean, maybe some of you guys might think it is, but anyway, so we're going to talk now, um, or, you know, Daniela is about balance. And I know this is something that I've struggled with, you know, especially with four kids and, you know, now I've got multiple businesses that I'm trying to run in this podcast. So talk to us about what is balance. Yeah. And definitely similar to self-care balance, you know, it's one of those things that can be cliche because people are like, well, you can't have everything equal. And that's not how I look at balance. Maybe it's more of like a work-life harmony, work-life integration, whatever term, you know, is going to help you to feel better about it. But balance isn't about everything being equal. It's about your ability to adapt your resilience, your ability to pivot and have boundaries. So those four areas are kind of what I focus on when I talk about balance, because I think, like, like you said, life's going to happen. And so sometimes hiccups happen and can do you get stuck there? Do you get angry? Do you get upset? Or can you adapt? Can you pivot? Do you roll through it as well as do you have the boundaries in place to set up so that you're not, you know, saying yes to everything or that people know when you're available for work and especially work from home has really created a lot of messy boundaries when it comes to checking emails and answering phone calls and all those kind of things. And so, you know, it fits in with the self-care because it is going to look different every single day. Balance isn't necessarily a 24-hour thing, but you might look at the week like, okay, I worked super hard two, two days, but then I had four or five days that were a little bit lighter. And that's maybe what the balance is going to need to look like or, you know, just fitting in so that you feel like your time with people is more quality than quantity. That's so good. I know several years ago, I was actually, um, what was I? I was on a trip. I think it was like an Athens, Greece, somewhere pretty amazing. And I'm sitting there with a table of friends and the one person there, they kept checking their phone, checking their phone, checking texts. And I was so impressed. One of the ladies that I was with, she was older and wiser, but she was like, put your phone away. Like we are here in each other's presence in a beautiful location, Athens, Greece, mm -hmm. and you're so consumed by your phone. And I, that moment really struck me because I also was one of those people that was just constantly checking my phone. Now I will tell you, I think I make people panic today. Cause right now I have, um, let's see here. I have 507 unread. Texts. Oh, geez. Okay. But okay. I do get back to people. I promise. But here's my point. Like when I am on a podcast with you, when I'm with my children, wherever, 
I am present. I don't, I put my phone away. I don't ever have my ringer on mm -hmm. uh, because I want to be present with people. So that was something, you know, that just really impacted me. Um, oh, and I was going to share something else and now I forget because I was telling you the phone thing, but <laughs> anyways, um, but that's such a good reminder. Oh, man, I'm going to remember later, but anyways. Okay, cool. So, um, well, and the, uh, okay. The ability to adapt. I love that you mm -hmm. said that too, that it's not necessarily like 50% of your time should, you know, it's how are you pivoting? How are you adapting, you know, and rolling with the things as they're occurring, yeah. right? Having options, whether it's, yes. you know, for your work stuff or even for your self-care, having options, knowing, okay, today I'm not going to be able to do this, but I can do this. Or you're yes. walking out the door and your coffee spills on your shoes. You know, your ability to adapt and roll with things yes. is going to help how you feel and create yes. that balance in your day rather than getting stuck in that moment and letting it define how you're going to yes. go for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, okay. I remember what I was going to say now. So one of the things that I think, cause when we moved down here to Florida, I felt like I was in kind of like this little kind of a snippy mode just because of the stress of moving States away and just mm -hmm. everything. But, you know, something that's really helped me and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I now like on Sundays, I do not work. Like Sunday mm -hmm. is my day of rest. And just setting aside that one day of just rest. And, you know, my son and I, we've started this little habit where we go to the farmer's market and we kind of have this moment and it's this great self-care, but yet like to your point, self-care doesn't mean we have to be alone. It can mm -hmm. be with other people. And so having that moment, you know, on Sundays with my son and going to the farmer's market um, is a great thing of self-care and that gives me energy, right? To get through the rest yeah. of the week, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, like you said, it's creating those moments that then you build on because you know, that's going to spiral into Monday and how you show up, which is yes. going to only continue to kind of provide those benefits for you and your family. Yeah, that's so good. It's the simple things. Yeah, it really is. Well, and too, I think learn like that was a struggle I always had was learning to say no. So I mm -hmm. used to do work on Sundays, right? And now I'm like, no, that's my, that's my day. You know, that's our family's day. And I'm not, I'm not going to do things now on Sundays, you know, 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time, because <laughs> we're when not perfect, but yeah. Boundaries are freedom because by setting that expectation, now nobody expects you to get back to them on a Sunday. And so you're not letting anybody down by setting that boundary. You're making, if anything, it easier for them to go, oh, I'm going to connect with Dawn on Monday because yeah. that's when she's available versus, yeah. you know, not setting a boundary and then always feeling like you're tied to something else. Yeah. Well, and that's a great transition to the next question <laughs> because I, you know, I have struggled with that, with make, you know, letting people down, you know, having guilt overwhelm me that I'm not doing enough. I'm not showing up enough for people. So that's the fourth question that I think I told you, I'm like, this is going to be like the bomb.com when you talk about <laughs> this, because I think a lot of busy working moms, especially struggle with this. And mm -hmm. that is how do we ditch the overwhelming, the overwhelmed feeling and the guilt? Right. And I'm not going to lie. This is probably the part that does require the most internal work. You know, it's that mindset part of the system that I have where, you know, the guilt and the overwhelm, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> the guilt comes from our projected expectations, our projected assumptions of what we think other people are thinking, what we assume other people must be judging us on when that isn't even the case at all. 
<clears throat> but because we've internalized it at such a deep level, we base our actions and reactions on all these presumed and assumed beliefs that aren't even real. You know, whether it's, I'm not a good mom if I'm not with my kids 24 seven. I, you know, I'm letting people down if I don't say yes. I must do, I should do all the laundry and clean and have a perfectly house and all these other things. And none of that comes from anywhere inside, our, except for inside our own head. They say, you know, we spend 98% of our time talking to ourselves and yet we would never speak to anybody else as harshly and unkindly as we do ourselves. And so that mindset piece is the part where, you know, looking at when those statements come up, ask yourself why, well, why, where does that come from? Um, even just to sometimes ask, you know, hey, am I, could I ask you to help me with this? And someone will tell you yes or no. If they say yes, don't assume, oh, I'm giving them a burden. I'm giving that responsibility. My daughter, um, she's 16 now, and I, something had come up and I shared with her, oh, I used to feel so bad dropping you off at daycare because you would cry and they'd have to peel you off me. And I would, you know, rush to work so that I could look on the camera and see that she was okay and having fun. She's like, really? She's like, I don't even remember that. You know, like it doesn't impact, I think the way we think it does. Or when I used to, you know, put my kids in the childcare at the gym so I could do something, they would come back so excited to share what they had done, what was going on, how did my class go? You know, and it, we don't realize sometimes we're creating these opportunities for conversation and discovering things about each other when we limit ourselves to those expectations. Mm, that's so good. I know. I loved that story you just shared about your daughter. Cause I went through the same thing, you know, being working full time and dropping my kids off at daycare. And yeah, they have no clue. Like I've got a 16 year old, yeah. well, almost 16 year old, 19, uh, 20 and 22 year old. And yeah, they have no clue. Um, it's so right. great. Her being sad didn't make me a bad person or a bad mom, but at the time yeah. we felt horrible for oh, yeah. not meeting every expectation. And I think that's just unrealistic to put on ourselves. And when we do, yeah. that's where that guilt comes from yeah. of all those things we think we should do versus the reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, like, I don't know, this is just a little personal story you maybe think of too, is that sometimes I think we put too much emphasis on ourselves. Like, you know, I remember years and years ago, I had my four kids, plus I was a teacher and I was the PTO president. And I had done that for several years. It was a huge um, undertaking. I represented five different schools. And I remember like I reached this point where I'd started a business and I just was like, I can't do all the things anymore. Like I can't mm -hmm. run the PTO, but yet rather than like looking at it from, Hey, I've served for three years. Like it's time for someone else to step up. I was like panicked, like, cause no one wanted to basically. And I was right. like, well, maybe I can't leave, you know? And I just remember in my mind struggling for weeks and weeks, like they can't find anyone to replace me. Like how will the PTO go on without me? And it was like this whole moment. Mm -hmm. And then finally, my, I think it was my husband was like, done, trust me, just quit, just quit doing it. They'll find someone. And I was right. like, okay. And so I did, and I'm sure they're fine. Like, you know, life goes on and the PTO moved on. And, um, so I know that was a season I carried a lot of guilt, but I love too. you said something that made me think about this amazing book. Now I have the little like picture book gift one, but it's called the four agreements. Mm -hmm. And the first one is to be impeccable with your word. The second one is don't take anything personally. So mm -hmm. that goes back to sometimes we, assume, right? 
Um, and then that brings me to the third agreement. Don't make assumptions. So just like your example with your daughter, you made in this right. And I'm guilty of it too. And the fourth agreement is to always do your best. And really that one is always do the best you can in the season that you are in. And I think that's, uh, I love that book, but anyway, so such great. No, I love it. Cause it's like the whole practice of grace. Like I embrace grace yes. is like such a necessity as being a person and a human and a parent because nobody's perfect and yeah. just allowing that grace for it. It's going to happen. It's going to work out. You just yeah. have to trust that, you know, you are doing the right thing. Yeah. It's, it's just like bringing it into existence. You know, what you speak about, you bring about, and if you freak out, then, <laughs> you know, you're setting yourself up for more failure. So I love that. Well, gosh, this has been absolutely amazing. And I'm sitting here going, man, I wish you were like my neighbor. You live down here. Cause I feel <laughs> like we're totally like two peas in a pod. Um, I love even your board, be the good. And I'm assuming that's you want to see in the world. I love that. And mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big believer too, in just surrounding yourself with positive words, phrases, expressions. Um, even if you can see in front of me, I have a whole quote wall oh, that yeah. I created of just quotes. Yes, me too. I should do it in front of me. <laughs> well, I'm a collector. I know you probably can't even see this up here. I'm a huge collector. I have my closet, but but yeah. to the whole topic of today, that is a form of self-care for me, is that I surround myself with all of these positive signs, like I love Hobby Lobby, you know, just going mm -hmm. and buying their signs because I take time throughout my day to stop, read the sign. It takes two seconds, right? Read the sign, internalize it, right? You know, so, um, you know, right there, your vibe attracts your tribe. And just yeah. that right there is like, okay, be intentional with who you surround yourself with. And uh, this podcast has been a, a great way of self-care for me selfishly because I get to be around some pretty awesome people like you. I say that's so. how I ended up in your world. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so cool. Well, awesome. Well, I want to just give you kind of like, you know, last thoughts. I know sometimes when you do interviews like this, it's like, oh man, I wish I would have had her ask me this question or, you know, something else that pops up. So just anything on your heart, any final words um, that you'd like to just share today with the listeners? Um, I just want to give you the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I think definitely just to give yourself grace and the space to know that this is definitely possible at whatever level you're at. If you're just beginning with the one minute timer, if you're looking to move forward into a, you know, something more intentional and specific to you, there's no wrong way to mm -hmm. practice self-care. If you set that intention, then you are doing it right. And to trust that and to know that you are definitely on the path to supporting yourself, supporting your family and the people that you love just by even taking a moment to think about it. Mm, so good. So, so good. Well, gosh, Daniela, this has been absolutely amazing today. Thank you. And I hope those guys, oh, go ahead. Yes. I was just going to say too, and definitely, you know, to check me out on my website, there's a free yes. self-care quiz that oh, you can nice. take. I forgot. To, I can't yeah, remember no. to mention that. No, that's okay. That's awesome. You know, just start to see, you know, when it comes to some of those different practices across those different areas, mm. how are you doing? What are you doing? And what could the next steps be to help you, whether it's on your mindset, your time planning or your self-care, you know, I would love to help you in whatever way possible. Yeah. Well, that's so good. Like it's so important to have self-evaluation, right? Mm -hmm and self-reflection in order to really understand self-care. So 
So, so good. Well, just thank you so much for offering that free quiz. And guys, just so you know, in the show notes, um, we'll have the link for Daniela's website so that you guys can go take that free quiz. Um, and then I'm assuming that's how people can connect with you. Um, and, you know, is through doing that, that quiz, do you send out like emails or value added things or? Absolutely. You'll get a copy. You'll get on my email list where you'll get definitely different ways to insert self-care into your day. You'll get a copy of my framework, your chaos to calm system to start oh, nice. to look at what pieces, you know, do you really want to be more intentional about whether it's your mindset, whether it's your time or those actual self-care areas, as well as I'm on Instagram, always offering tips. I also have a podcast, Bestie oh, nice. Life, helping you find the bliss in your busy because mm. it's always going to be busy, but how can we make it better? Yeah, that's so good. Awesome. Well, I can definitely check out your podcast too. And so many great, and as the, the former English professor nerd of me is like, I love all of your like catchy titles and ways that you say things. It's so cool. Um, and just definitely excited to learn more from you even beyond this podcast. So guys, as always, I, I want to remind you as you were listening to Daniela today, I'm sure you probably saw yourself in some of these and you can apply some of the things she talked about, but also remember, you know, this is about other people too. I'm a very big on serving and giving. And so as you were listening today, I'm sure there were certain people in your life that you're like, gosh, you know, my aunt, my neighbor, my friend at work, whatever, they need to hear this podcast, like Daniela and just the tips and strategies and the stories that she shared is something that you know other people need to hear too. So please share this podcast with them. Have them subscribe to the Healthy You podcast. Because again, we want to help you live your healthiest, best version of yourself life. And uh, that's not only on the outside, but also on the inside, you guys. And so I love that today our topic touched on that. So Thank you so much, Daniela. I truly appreciate your time. I know you're a busy lady um, and just wish you all the best. And this has been such a privilege and an honor getting to chat with you today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Don. This has been great. Yes, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today on the Healthy You podcast. And be sure to share this episode with your family and friends to help us help more people. And lastly, be sure to check out donfunk.com for additional tips and resources. Have an amazing rest of the day, friends.